What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. You got Jones and Sully here. Um, we got a lot of NFL and NBA to talk about. Playoffs rolling along in the NBA. NFL uh, now really after the draft enters its kind of rest of its offseason ready for the season. Um, even though the season's months away at this point. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little NFL draft since that you know kind of happened a little while ago, post-draft reactions. Um, well, a lot of teams had interesting nights or weekends, I guess you could say. Um, was there any team that stood out? Who were the two teams that really stood out for you on a, on a whole weekend, on a whole three-day uh, look? Um, who was really uh, two teams the best or worst I for thought you? that had the best drafts were probably the Eagles and the Steelers for me. Um, Eagles inherently took on a little more risk trading up from 10 to 9 to get Jalen Carter, who's probably the best player in the draft. Obviously, there's some weight issues, character issues uh, involved in that speed crash that involved in, you know, and ended up in someone dying, a couple people dying. Um, you know, so he says he's hungry. Um, so, you know, I guess they'll take his word on that. And then they got Nolan Smith at 31. Um also from Georgia, they really just drafted a whole bunch of Georgia Bulldogs. They drafted Keely Ringo. Not a huge fan of him as a, as a, as a corner. I think he's a little overrated. He's a big name. But, um, you know, I mean, they got two top ten players, in my opinion, Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. And, and Jalen Carter might be the best player in the draft. They traded for DeAndre Swift uh, with, like, a, a late-round pick. Um, Sidney Brown, Chase Brown's brother's a good safety. Yeah, very cheap. Um, yeah, I think it was a fifth. You know, for him. I, I, I mean, they, they lost a bunch of people on their line. It's no secret. And, you know, pretty much, not saying they'll slide and be the same, but you got now two young studs, hopefully under contract, um, you know, for a bit. You don't have to pay them big bucks. Uh, they knocked it out of the park for me. Um, they, they absolutely crushed it. And then the, the Steelers, uh, unfortunately, fucked the Jets by trading up and getting Broderick Jones. Probably he was like my fourth best tackle or fourth best lineman. They uh, get Joey Porter Jr., the son of obviously Joey Porter, uh, Steeler legend, with the first pick in the second round. I don't know what happened. I don't know how he fell. He was supposed to go like 19th or 20. Uh, that was like his over-under. Uh, they get him. They get Darnell Washington, who's a fantastic, the by far the best blocking uh, tight end in the draft. They, um, you know, he thinks he's a lineman. He's like six seven two seventy. He will do wonders for Najee Harris in that run game, and as well as protecting Kenny Pickett. Great pick, Nick uh, Herbig. Really good linebacker that can pressure the quarterback. They got him in the fourth round. Um, Cody Trice, another uh, another corner that that they got to go with Porter. I thought they absolutely crushed it. Those two teams for me really stuck out. Uh, and then the Lions had a really weird draft with Jameer Gibbs at 12, trading back to 12 and reaching for Gibbs. And then they get up where they get branched the safety from the uh, uh, Alabama in like the third round, all their picks, like they're kind of good. They just were out of order. They were like out of order. It was yeah. very weird. They're a second round. I, I, I don't, I don't know what they were doing, but yeah. I think it kind of worked. Um, You know, what was it? It was branch was, Oh yeah, the second round. They had two, and then they had Jake Campbell. They in the first round another reach. Sam Laporte in the second round. They took him kind of high. 
They got Hendon Hooker in the third. So that was a really good value then. So they got good value in Hooker and Branch when they reached for Gibbs and Campbell. So you could pretty much flop those picks, and it looks like a good draft to me. Um, but they added a lot of talent. I like the tight end Laporta. I like Gibbs a lot. You know, they had Swift. They traded Swift, as we, we mentioned. And, uh, you know, that's a good duo, him and him and Monty. That's a nice duo right there. Um, and they desperately needed a tight end. Many thought maybe a mayor or a Kincaid. They get Laporta, who didn't have a quarterback at Iowa. Uh, so he's got a lot of uh, unfulfilled potential there. He's very fast. I think he runs a four five eight. So uh, all in all, they 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 kind of did the job. Um, if I had to grade pick by pick, it wouldn't be pretty, but uh, they really didn't do, I guess, that bad. I guess they they added some talent to an already very talented team. And I and I do I really do think Jared Goff is going to be in for the long haul. I'm not really a Hendon Hooker guy. He's already like 25 or 26, so I don't really know what the Hendon Hooker hype's about. Yeah, coming off in torn ACL and. He's already that Tennessee offense is already something. Yeah, it's a college that, offense. You know, is yeah, causing it's not problems. A pro style offense at all. It, it's not viewed. It's not a pro style offense. So, yeah, anytime a quarterback yeah, comes out of so, an offense like that, it's it's always problematic. Um, yeah, and they get or, at least it causes James concerns Williams for the that people that matter. Suspension. They'll get him back. They had Gibbs, so they're adding talent. The tight end. They're adding a lot of talent to an already talented offense with Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Monty. Um, JMO when he gets back, um, you know, so I, I, I do end up liking what they did in, in a weird way. Uh, what about you? What stood out to you? Good and bad. I agree with all three of those picks. Um, I do like what the giants did in the first three rounds. Um, I think then they took a lot of kind of yeah. swings, which is what it is, but you, to, to get value, on your first three picks, all three, your three biggest positions of need. Uh, I think that's that's tough to hate. Um, I haven't seen anyone that said they had a bad draft. And I think I saw Warren Sharp said they were the only team in in the draft that beat the average projection of every pick they made. So it's like, always a good thing. You know, whatever – yeah, like the every every pick they, they got made, great they value. Got later, yeah, they got yeah. great value. They had the number one value uh, ranking in the in the draft. Yeah, um, so yeah, you always Banks love, is a good yeah, always love to hear that. Schmitz is a stud. The center you got is a stud for sure. He's he's I've yeah. Heard, I mean, people people would have been people would have called that a good pick if we took him in round one. Yeah, you know because yeah, we need the offensive line. Center was our biggest weak spot. Um, I also, another team I'll call out is the, not necessarily for like kind of show stopping picks, but the Arizona Cardinals, uh, they turned, you know, kind of nothing into something, you know, they, they traded back, um, picked up a bunch of extra picks for a team that is going to need it next year. Their, their goal is, I think, you know, I think most can agree. This is probably going to be Kyler Murray's last year in a, Cardinals uniform and if they had it their way they'll be picking number one and selecting Caleb Williams next year so having that you know having picks especially first rounders for a Texans team that probably still won't be very good next year um, you figure that pick is going to be inside the top 12 so you're going to get probably a top three pick of your own and then to have another pick in the top 12 I mean that Texans pick could be the fucking sixth pick you know, they could win three games next year. 
We don't know. Um, but they're not going to win 12. We know that. Oh, it's not going to be, be pick be a, 24. That's a top 10 pick guaranteed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's that it's going to be a good pick. We know it, we know the Texans aren't making the playoffs, you know. Um, I mean, then again, yeah. you know, it's not like the AFC South is fucking, you know, any prize I did, either. They, uh, yeah. I think everyone in that division I know got they worse had that, besides Jacksonville. Yeah, I, and I know um, that uh, the Titans are probably going to be decently bad, probably five or six wins. Um, but, I, yeah, I agree, and they have that new GM but, that they put in. I, the only thing is I don't know if I agree with you about this being Kyler's last year because they have some talent that they could have traded, they've kept. Um, to me, I don't think they're the worst team right now. Like you, st- like DeAndre Hopkins, it looks like maybe it's positioning. I don't know. Looks like he's going to be on the team. Like he's acting. As yeah, a that's. The, the I was shocked that he wasn't traded on draft day or at all throughout the weekend. And then this, and then well, who's the safety? The the talented safety's name Buda Baker. He's another guy that wanted to be yeah. traded that hasn't been traded. So I don't really know what direction they're going, yeah, but I do it, agree it's... they got picks and. But I don't like right. And they got good right value. Now, I mean, I, they they went for they went D, O line, D line, and then cornerback, wide receiver. Like those are that's four positions that are, and then O line in the fifth, um, or with their fifth pick. Sorry, so they they really or sorry, yeah, O line in the fifth. Sorry, um, so they really kind of went for the foundational positions to kind of build this back up. Um, I think it, you know, it's. Obviously, they needed those positions regardless, but I think when you're trying to rebuild a franchise, yeah. that's kind of the positions you have to focus on first. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, you know, they accumulated future picks, like you said. You know, we'll see. Maybe maybe they uh, try to – maybe they start out bad. They're like 2-7, and seven, and then they try to be really bad, and they trade off those guys before the deadline. You never, you never know. Um, but to me right now, I don't really know if I see them being like the worst team because if Kyler – you know, but Kyler's going to miss time. And, and, and you know, if I'm, you know, it, it's a weird situation because if you want to don't rush Kyler back and you'll be like, no, don't come back. And it's like, like if he doesn't come back in the worst, then there's a great chance they draft Caleb. It, it's a weird situation over there. I don't really know. And it's also, it's pretty much like what this GM wants to do, I feel like. So it's like, what is his view of Kyler? Is he trying to fix Kyler? Is he... You know, drafts this receiver, Michael Wilson, trying to get young and learn under D-Hop with Rondell Moore and uh, Hollywood Brown. Like what? You know, I don't really know what what his vision is. Maybe it's good in the sense that they can pivot, but I look like teams like the Texans are still going to struggle big time. The Titans are going to struggle. Um, and then, you know, there's going to be a it does give in them NFC options. South. It does give, it does give yeah. Arizona options. Um like but, who's going to be bad? The, like the Tampa will be bad. I think I think Arizona's worst problem is that Kyler's going to come back at some point, and he's going to win some games. You know what I mean? Yes, Who, yes, of course. That's he's going to come where, back, and that's what even I'm if he goes three and three, they're going to win. Then all of a sudden, they went from one or two wins to now they're all of a sudden five or six wins, and it's like shit. You know, now we went from number one pick to fifth, and now we don't get shit. That's the weird part. It's like they're going to want to like take it slow with him so they lose more games. But Kyler knows if he goes – the slower he goes, the greater chance they have get Caleb and he's not on the team anymore. Maybe that's what and he wants if he doesn't want to be on the team anymore. Maybe that works for him. But I mean the fucked up part be... is like even – the you, you could almost say like the flip side is, okay, even if they don't get the number one pick, you have that extra uh, – you have that extra – 
Texans pick to to trade up, but I don't even think I don't even think three first round picks moves you up from number two to number one next year. I mean, if it's a number, it's it's got to be a certain situation. Like, you know, if for some reason, you know, some team with a a friend, you know, if the Bengals, Joe Burrow or something, you know, or Justin Herbert tears an ACL and they go down, the Chargers go two and 15, you know, they're obviously not taking a quarterback. That's the only way that like a Peyton Manning's last year in Indianapolis, that's the only way that, that, yeah, that's the only way that the first round pick, there's like five teams that that applies to in the NFL. Otherwise, they're taking Caleb. Yeah. Like, I think the Giants would take Caleb Williams but they're, if they're Daniel Jones the... tore his ACL. Oh, I think you'd have to. I bet, I, like, you know, barring significant injuries, like, I think, like, the Titans are going to be in. The Houston's going to be in on it. I think uh, a couple teams in the NFC South, maybe uh, maybe the Bucks. Like, in regards of just being positioned, like, the bottom five, not, like, that they want to take a quarterback. I think Atlanta's got too much talent, oh, especially with Bijan now. I think the Saints have too much talent. The Panthers, I think, probably can only get better, and they won seven games. Uh, I that whole the whole thing with that division is they might all like last year they all went seven and ten or eight and nine. That could be the case. Yeah, they'll just cannibalize uh, the each other into mediocrity. Real... Yeah, the the Rams could be really bad if they have another situation like last year, and that could be a situation that'd be great for them. Obviously, if they got Caleb, they'd sign up for that any day of the week if. You know, staff. Yeah, hometown. Right he, he drives right, drives down the street to go from college to work. Yeah, but I don't see a lot of like bad teams. Like the worst team in the East is going to be the Pats, in my opinion. I can confidently say that, and they're not going to be worse than six or seven wins, in my opinion. Uh, the AFC North, the worst team is, yeah, no is it the Steelers? Is it the Browns? Is it the Steelers or the Browns? Those are good teams. Those are eight nine win teams at least. Steelers got way better, like we said with the draft, and they they went nine and eight. And then in the South, uh, the Colts are going to be better. You know, I, I really think they're going to they're going to get Taylor back healthy. They're going to get have Richardson, Minshew's an upgrade, even over what they had. And you know, they're going to get like, healthier. It's, they're not going to be good, crazy. But. It's crazy. We're we're talking about this, and like nothing you're saying is wrong. But at the end of the day, like someone's got to lose games. You know, half the games gotta, get lost. What if, what about this? Yeah. What about the Raiders? What about if Jimmy gets hurt? They're they're if a three win team. Gets four hurt. win team. Yeah, that's that's and he we know Jimmy loves to get hurt. He's just always hurt. I don't even know who you the know, backup I mean is they could trade Devontae. Yeah, they could is it is Stidham's gone, right? Yeah, I think so. So I mean but Yeah, I don't um, someone's gotta lose these games and I don't know who it's gonna be. I mean I agree. Oh, they're, got, they're back up look to at, Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell. Brian Hoyer, yeah, so that'll be a good guy to I mean there are teams the that like the the NFC West could have three teams with losing records. So could the AFC South. I don't know. I think I think I don't know. Seattle's Seattle's. So could the NFC team. South. The they NFC South could have four defense. teams. The NFC South. The NFC North. Sure. The NFC North could have three teams with a losing record. You're telling me it's impossible. The. the I think it's. I think the Bears are a lock below, for a losing like, record. The Bears are probably. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's in any way out of the realm of possibility to see no, the Lions I, or the Vikings take a step back. I'm not. Exp- oh, the Vikings are definitely taking a step back. I don't know if they'll have a losing record. They definitely could. Uh, they could easily yeah, go. Yeah, but the Lions 10, take a one game step back and they have a losing record. 
Yeah, that's definitely possible as well. I just, um, you know, to get bad, bad, it's like you got to have a team that's not that talented and then lose a starting quarterback and you don't have a good backup. Like if the Bears lose fields, they'll be, you know, they'll be down there in the cellar. Granted, they had a talent, but they'll be in the cellar. No, I I think this is going to be one of those seasons where there's two to four, like, really bad teams. Like one, two, three win teams. And then... And then a bunch of teams with six to nine wins. Like half the league, six to nine wins. Do you, think it, do you think it'll be like tanking, though? Uh, I mean, I think that's just how the cookies are going to crumble. You know, it just doesn't, it seems like Maybe. there's there's a lot of teams that, a lot of bad teams from last year made noticeable improvements. And it's it's a lot harder yeah. to say a good team from last year is going to be worse than a bad team from last year is going to improve from a theoretical standpoint. Yeah, because it's easy to sit there and look at what they lost or what they what a team gained and what you think that could potentially. It's also give tough them. to look at the records. It's tough to look at the records and the teams that they versed and how they fared. And it's like the Panthers went seven and ten. Like, yeah, I think they're going to be better with CJ with uh, excuse me, Bryce Young. Doesn't mean they're going to win more than seven games. They could win five or six games. Now I don't think they're going to win one to three games. Yeah, but that's like a great you know, example. Like you they know? could have a tougher schedule, and they could still go six and six and eleven and have an improved year in many ways. The offense could look good. Mingo could look good. Thielen could look good. Chark having big plays. You know the defense. You know could lose a bunch of close games too. Like like you know uh, teams do that. Like Raiders did it. A few that's years the other thing too. It's like you. Your schedule is based on where you finished in the previous year's standings. So, you know, the whatever the fourth place team in the NFC East is going to play the fourth place team in the AFC West if that's the division that they're playing. You know what I mean? So, but that, that team that finished fourth last year could all of a sudden have made major improvements that you don't, you don't foresee and they're not a fourth place team anymore, you know? The Jet, the Jets were the fourth place team in the in the AFC. Exactly. For so someone, whoever's whoever's got the Jets on their schedule as the wild card team now, as the fourth place team, all of a sudden that went from an easy that game to a weak team. That was a weak a, team. Oh, yeah. that's a loss. So yeah. it, it's shit like that, where you know, it, it, yeah, they were the fourth place team last year, but and it goes the other way too. You know, you you. Yeah, you versus the Vikings, who are, who are a fraudulent yeah. team. Vikings were a fraudulent team. They're obviously, I'd be shocked if the Vikings won more than 10 games last next year. I think they're like a 7-10 to 10 win team, probably. Yeah. You know? They just won and a lot same of with close the Packers. games that like, they... The Packers, I mean, yeah. if, if Jordan Love isn't well, good, the Packers could win five fucking games. Yeah. You know? They, they could be a terrible team yeah. if Jordan Love isn't good. And we don't even know. If he, even if he's... Even if he's good, he could. They could be like a seven and ten team. Even if he's good. yeah, team's not there's, very good. There's no evidence. But, there's more evidence that he won't be good than there is that he will be good. But we don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's gonna be an interesting NFL season. But uh, let's move on to the NBA playoffs. Your boys in Miami oh, are. Oh no. Putting a putting a beating down on my Knicks. And it's depressing. I just i i i i wanted to. Re- I feel foolish for wanting to rebuild this team because i i keep going back to the Jimmy wanted to retire by thirty five, and we're thirty three, and I think we're way worse than last year. And obviously, after we've won a couple games against the Bucks, I was like, 
maybe this team has something. Giannis comes back. I'm like, oh, it's, it, you know, we'll see. And then we beat a healthy Giannis two times back to back with Miraculous. And then it seems like we've just been a magical team. Like one of those hockey, like the Panthers eight seeds on the run, they're going defeating the Bruins. And uh, they're just, you know, and it's, it's the way Jimmy's leading. He's not just scoring 50 every night. It's he's defending. He's he had 10 assists last night. He's just I feel like he's like Kobe out there right now. No disrespect to Kobe. Just like the mentality that he has is he's going to break you and crush you. And he by any means necessary, he's going to beat you. And I feel like like mentally right now, the Heat have a huge advantage over the Knicks. You have guys like Kyle Lowry, NBA champion. A lot of people disrespect the Kyle Lowry and, and, and very rightfully so in certain ways of how he's played for his given contract. Guys like Kevin Love, um, you know, these guys that have a, a skill set and maybe a lesser skill set than they used to have, but they do it really well and they have a lot of leadership. They bring a lot to the table. And, you know, like Lowry's putting up like 15 a game, Love's making threes, Max Struess, you know, it's those type of guys have been there, done that. They've they've won. Jimmy's not a champion. He might as well be a champion. I mean, he's, he's not for put a cliche on words, but he literally has the heart of a champion. So he's got the pedigree. You know, it, it, it's a veteran team. He's got the pedigree. That's the word for it. So, um, you know, you look against like Brunson has the experience. Randall doesn't. Obi certainly doesn't quickly. None of these other guys do. RJ, they don't. A lot of them are pups and a lot of them. Hart has experience, not a ton of playoff experience, but, you know, so it, it feels like, you know, like Josh yesterday, Harding, like they're, worried you know, about, they're you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, they're, and I think RJ's had a really good series, and you've been a big RJ fan, and he's he's made a lot of Nick fans look dumb. He's been really good in this series, and he had a really good last three games against the Cavs. You know, if not for RJ, this could be a really ugly series. Um, he he's come to play. Um, so I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can argue uh, RJ has been the second best player on this team behind Brunson the entirety of the playoffs. Certainly hasn't been Randall. Absolutely, especially. Certainly hasn't been Randall. Randall, like numerically, he wasn't even terribly. He just, he looks disinterested. He looks disengaged. And I'm going to throw an analogy. Like, like we say the Yankees and home run hitting teams don't really win because the pitching gets a lot better. And I think a little bit is similar with Randall in that he's such a difficult shot maker. His average shot is very difficult. It's a fadeaway. His average shot's like a fadeaway. In the playoffs, the defense is better, and those fadeaways are even harder and have more pressure. And I feel like that's where it comes in, where his his shots are more difficult and against better defenses. And yeah, go instead of forty four percent, he's shooting thirty nine percent, and that's a big difference. And you know, you well, that, can't be a volume like, shooter shooting under forty percent. Yesterday was the most stereotypical Julius Randle game because people who don't watch the Knicks are like. Oh, look at, I mean, the dude had 29 and three. That's a, that's a damn good game. That was the worst fucking game I've ever seen on basketball court by a player. Like he could have had 50. If he played like that, I would have fucking, yeah. I would have been pissed. Like it, it just, it, if you just watch the game, it, the, he like, he granted he had six turnovers missing, too. So like, if you really dive into the numbers, it's, it's paints a different yeah. story, but he like, just like, he gets discouraged, like his defense gets affected by his offense, and like he just like he doesn't like in the regular season he he played with a lot more tenacity. I feel like he like lost that. I don't know, I don't know if he's his entire really game banged. is. Mental. I don't know. I know everyone's his entire game is mental. If he's off mentally, mentally, he's gonna he's gonna be fucking terrible. And if he's not, he's great. 
he's literally, you know, he he's a deserving all-star when he's right mentally. He's barely a role player when he's not. And you don't know what you're going to yeah. get on a night-to-night basis. I knew four seconds into the game what Randall we were going to get last night because he committed a atrocious offensive foul on the first possession of the game and then threw his hands yeah, up as if that. he had done nothing, and it was the most obvious offensive foul ever. And I was like, here we go. It's one of those nights obvious. for Julius. It's one of those nights, and we're not yeah, going to, you know, I bet that, that just sets you, you can't, like, you can't necessarily pinpoint when those games are, like, I wish there was a stat where I could be like, oh, when Julius's mind is all fucked up, the Knicks are, you know, two and 40. But I bet it's around there. Yeah. You know, three because it's about half and half. And and he could be like Uh, it. You don't see it in the numbers because he has a game like last night, which was embarrassingly bad. And he had 20 and nine. So you can't look at it and be like, oh, well, the guy's averaging 24 and 11. It's like, yeah. It's the worst 24 and 11 in the history of the NBA. Yeah. And people really who don't is. watch it's, the Knicks very... don't realize that. Cause I have non Knicks fans friends who say to me, like, why does he get hate? Like the guy averages 24 and 10, 25 and nine. Like what? Like watch a game, watch a game and play, have knowledge of basketball above like middle school. And you'll realize why every Nick fan fucking hates him. And it's a, it, it now yeah, it's, it's definitely it's it's no longer a question. Now we have the data to know that Julius Randle can't be part of a of a winning team. He just can't. He can't play a major role in a winning team, and well, he, he gets no, paid. He, 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 he gets paid a, too much to be not that. No, he can you know be a part I mean? of a winning he can't, team. But he gets not paid a, not a team, yeah, not a can, championship team, not a team that 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 can make a deep run. Well, that's that's the definition of a winning team for me. A team with a chance well, I, to win a I, yeah, title. I, mean, I just took it as a winning record, but oh, okay. Like, well, yeah, yeah we, uh, I mean, you know. he's been a part of that, you know, twice in three years now. Well, you guys but, were a winning team. You guys were a, you guys were a winning team this year. I mean, you correct. won a good amount of games. You're a five seed. Yeah, but, and we yeah, we surpassed like, expectations yeah, every is, preseason expectation this year. Um, but this is it, yeah, this is your ceiling with 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 him though. Exactly, and and we now know, and we now have two playoffs to show that after two All NBA seasons that or All Star seasons that Julius Randle is a different player in the playoffs, and that 2021 was not a fluke; it's just the way he is. And we, I mean, you can try and get a guy that makes him the third best player on the floor, but I don't see how you do that without trading him. Or trading every one of your young assets and picks, which I would I much also, rather I, not. I, do. I think, yeah, I, I think you got to trade him because I also like the way RJ plays when he's. Um, I think RJ plays a lot freer, and the, the he takes a lot more command and is more aggressive without Randall. I like I like his game a lot more without Randall personally, and I think we saw it in the Cleveland series. So you know. I'm not saying I, I, RJ is certainly not a two on a championship team. I don't get me wrong. He's definitely not, but you know, Randall, again, Randall is a very capable and good passer at times, but he has no IQ and no vision. And that, that's like what prevents him. It's like, he has the ability to be such a good passer. He makes such good passes and he could make fancy passes. He can make all the passes. He can be a great facilitator, but what holds him back is his ISO ball, his, his head, his stubbornness, 
all that. So, you know, I mean, this, this, this series, I think is a chicken Caesar wrap. I think, I don't know what you think it go. Do you think the Miami's in five or six right now? What do you think? What do you, what, what do you think happens? I hope we have the pride to at least put some effort out there. Cause I think, I think game, game six is, or game four's loss is entirely effort based. I mean, based on defense and, and rebound. Yeah, we didn't play great. Miami didn't play great. We uh, we left the door open early in the fourth quarter. I, uh, I I still feel good about Miami winning Game Five. I think we got a really good sh- chance. Um, uh, you do. I don't think you do. I mean, it's a three out. three point I spread. I think three and a half. So it's you know. Yeah, and I think Game Two. The home team's been favored in every if, you know, every game this series. Yeah, game two we we played poor down the stretch. Some calls didn't go our way. Didn't have Jimmy. I felt we played the better game. Had to lead the whole game, and we let it go from us. So I feel like we've played better at least in three, if not all four games. Um, you know, but I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see the Knicks win a game. Obviously, you'd like to see that from them. But I think it'll either be honestly a blowout or a close Knicks win. That's how I kind of see it. Um, those yeah, I think I, I think if we get another performance like Game Four, I think we're gonna see some fucking heads roll. Tips is gone. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't Tips be surprised gone. if Tips Randall's is gone. gone. Yeah, yeah uh, there, sure. there was reports that oh. Randall and Tibbs got got into it after the game, um, which Good. is I would hope so. Julius Randall fucking needs it because I mean you can only Tibbs is Tibbs is he's a coach that's based on defense and effort and rebounding. And if you're not going to give him what he does, his, the foundation of his coaching style, of course it's going to piss him off. And guess what? Tom Thibodeau is way more successful NBA in the NBA at the, co- at the coaching level than Julius Randle is in the NBA at the player level. And it's not close. So I think that, you know, Randall, yeah. I think I think I think Thibs has hit a breaking point with Randall. Um and I'd be very surprised if one of them or both of them is not gone. One if not both of them is not gone this offseason and I'd lean towards Randall mm-hmm. just because one Leon Rose is closer than Randall or closer with Thibs than Randall. And I think and and Thibs was Rose's pick. Randall was not mm-hmm. Rose's pick. Randall inherited or Rose inherited Randall, um, so I don't know. But Randall is very close to World Wide West, who is you know a a big yeah. part of this Knicks front office. So we'll see how it turns yeah. out. But we'll see. Um, I guess th- yeah. let's talk uh, it's Warriors, 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 Lakers, Warriors, Lakers. They have a chance. Lakers, uh, do they have a chance? I don't. I don't. I mean, what does do it do? What does it do to? What does it do to both Steph and LeBron's legacy and the dynamic between them if Steph now comes back down 3-1? Oh, I mean, I kind of hate this. I kind of hate these questions because I don't think it's like, you know, like LeBron has pretty much outplayed Curry every time they've played for the most part. He's had lesser teams. So I hate saying, like, this person's better than this person. Robert Ory has seven championships. Kobe has five, like. I think context matters in a lot of these situations. It will definitely mean a lot, though, if he comes back down 3-1 because LeBron has one up on him in that regard. And I we know the Draymond Green suspension, but still, he won two other games in that. Uh, and it was a very impressive performance. It'll mean a lot It'll mean a lot for Curry's legacy for sure, um, even though I don't like the head-to-head 
matchup because they're such different players. Like, I don't like the MJ LeBron comparison because they're such different players, but uh, it will mean a yeah, lot. Yeah, at least with like Kobe uh, Jordan, I, I the when they were, there was a couple years when they were both solid and they were guarding each other. You know, yeah. and they're the same like type they're the of same player. position, the same type of player, same type of player. You know, if they were to go, if they were yeah. cloning a basketball player, and Jordan was the like Kobe's the first copy they made of Jordan, mm-hmm. just not for quite sure. there. You know, ninety eight percent of him. Yeah, for sure, he's like 90, 98. Yeah, I got I got the Lakers in six. What do you have right now? It's it's. Uh, I mean, I know I know you don't like to pick against the Warriors, but you think the Lakers have this? I would hope so. I would really hope so. Um, What's your prediction, though? What's your prediction? I think I think the Lakers have this in six. If the Warriors don't win this series, I find it hard to believe that they're not. I want to say done, but like they're gonna have to make. Well, Myers moves. is gonna, Myers is gonna leave probably right. The, he's probably gonna leave. Is that his? That's his name, right? The uh, yeah, Bob Myers. The he- that Bob Myers is probably going to leave. You're going to have to do something with Jordan Poole's contract. It's going to be a shit show, right? Like it's it's in that regard. Like um, I I don't know what I mean. Steph is going to stay there. Clay's going to stay there. Probably Draymond stays there. I think those three will probably stay. But you could see other changes to uh, you know a Poole, a Wiggins. Uh, you know, uh, just teams like that always find a way to you know the Lakers are the same thing. Like the Lake, everyone was like you know at the trade deadline, everyone was like the Lakers have no fucking assets, they have no chance to do anything, and they built out a really solid bench. You know, all of a sudden that's what they they did what they do with LeBron. They surrounded him with shooters, and all of a sudden now they're dangerous. You know, yeah, yeah, and and I think um, those t- teams like that know, they're, always they're, find they're cheat codes young, to 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 kind of get around and get a player. They do. That core is also 33 to 35, and they're all not going to age like LeBron, although Curry's game's aging better than I thought. Uh, Curry had a great game last night, but shot poorly and bad turnovers down the stretch. Two particularly bad turnovers. He didn't have any before that. Like 14 assists, triple-double. Monster game from him. Shot 3 of 14 from 3. Inevitably, it kind of felt like at the end of the game, I don't know if you were watching it, well, Anthony Davis was guarding him and guarded him decently well. He got off a long two and a three. It almost reminds me a little bit of Kevin Love guarding Curry uh, in that finals against the Cavs where he did a good job staying with them. Not perfect defense, but it was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Big man on him. And yeah. he did the job. Uh, he, it's, it reminded me of that. Um, Steph Curry, just one little nugget. Steph Curry shoots 21% when it comes down to a minute to go on a three-pointer to tie or to tie or uh, take the lead. I believe that's second worst yeah, all that. time with people with – only to with, Westbrook uh, behind Russell Westbrook and LeBron's like 44%. Just more nugget for that. Uh, LeBron is like way up there at like 44%. Cause I hear all the time. Curry's a clutch player. He takes so many threes and he's a great player, but he's not the clutchest player. Neither was Kobe. The, the information doesn't spe- specifically indicate that as well with Kobe either. Um, but before we get out of here, uh, I know we got to run. What are your predictions for the last two series? We got the Sixers, Celtics knotted up at two, and uh, Denver, Suns knotted up at two. Celtics and Phoenix. I think Phoenix finds a way with its talent. And really? Uh, Denver is. Denver's fucking Portland, dude. Call me when they do it. You know? Call me when they do it. Because, you know, obviously they're Portland, they're Utah. They're Portland, they're Utah. You're giving me hope on my son's future. 
who's another? They're OKC before Durant and Westbrook left. Like, call me when they do yeah, it. Yeah, these these small markets that can't. That, okay, all right. You know what? I'll call me when they do it. It's so hard you for know? me. Yeah, I, I, my gut says that it's 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 Nuggets and seven, but my heart wants to say Suns and six. Uh, but I and, and they I might the they might get, get through the, they might get through the they might get through to the Western Conference Finals, but call me when they do it. You know they and it's finals I don't think they prediction. get through. I don't think they get to their finals. My finals, finals prediction, prediction. Is, is Lakers, Lakers over the Celtics, and I'm a I'm a Heat fan. Obviously, I'm trying to. Uh, I think the Celtics kind of have our number, to be honest. I I, I don't get, count us out. Uh, we're man down with Hero and Depot, but I do think the Celtics. I think the Celtics are vulnerable to a certain respect. If I'm being unbiased, I do think the Celtics have the advantage and get the edge of us. I will go Lakers over Celtics. But I will say, I don't think Jason Tatum has the dog in him like Jimmy, and that could be the difference. Could be. Uh, gun to head, finals pick. I'll go Celtics over Suns. Okay. All right, I like it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's kind of. Those are the two teams I have the most kind of. I don't know. I'm. I'm always a. I, I kind of always go on. Uh, I think emotion is a lot more. I think non stats stats mean the least to me in the playoffs. I think I. I go more on emotional. Who's the momentum? Matchups. How mm-hmm. the team feels about each other. If they've yeah. been here before. Um, I think I think stats mean the least stats and records mean the least during the playoffs Um, because if they didn't fucking Denver, Utah and Portland would have three championships each, you know, in the last 20 years. But they do, you know, so that's what I'm I'm going with. uh, Yeah, I'm going with Celtics over over Phoenix. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Make it for sure. Yeah, man, will be good for your wallet. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for stopping by, as always. Uh, be sure to check us out on the socials, Bleacher Fan, Bleacher Fan Sports, everywhere, and uh, check out the store. And we'll be back next week.